What's up, beautiful? And welcome to Relationship Badass, the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and I'm here every single week to bring you juicy episodes that are loaded with tips, tricks, ideas, powerful mindset shifts, and all the things related to helping you have empowering, sexy, thriving, deep relationships. So buckle up, grab yourself a glass of tea, wine, bubbles, and get cozy as we dive into this week's episode. And welcome back to the Relationship Badass Podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and welcome to episode 40 with me, you guys. Mm. Episode 40, wow. 40 weeks, every single week, right here with you in this microphone. And what an honor it has been. For long-time listeners, thank you. Thank you for being here again and again and again. Thank you for sending me messages on Instagram and for subscribing to this podcast. Thank you for sharing these episodes with your friends. Thank you for leaving ratings and reviews. Just thank you for showing up for yourself. It's pretty great honor to have this platform where I get to sort of divulge and process my own experience while simultaneously connecting with your experience. It's so beautiful. And for those of you that have reached out to me, you know how juicy the convos get in the DMs. (laughs) So thank you for that. Mm. All right, you guys, today's episode is amazing. I'm so, so, so jazzed to bring you today's conversation. Now, before I get into this conversation, I just want to remind you guys, tickets to my live event in Denver are still available November 23rd at the Circus Collective. It is going to be incredible. It is going to be heart opening. It is going to be connective. It's going to be healing. It's going to create community. And mm, I just, I cannot wait to squeeze you in person and love up on each and every one of you. So if you need more information, check out the link in the show notes. You can see testimonials for my last live event. You can get more precise details on what we'll be doing and what you can expect to walk away with. It is going to be epic. (laughs) So click the link in the show notes to grab your tickets. If there's early birds left, snag those. Otherwise, they are $30 more for regular price. Still completely worth it. I will see you there, gorgeous, badass, beautiful soul. I can't wait. Um, yeah, and I, I want to just share a bit of gratitude. You know, today when I was checking in 
with myself before hitting record here, what really came up for me is gratitude for womanhood and just how deeply grateful I am for the gift of an opportunity I've been given, and that is to be a woman on earth. Holy shit. And there have been many times in my life where I've sort of cursed this, this demon of an experience. I can think of many moments being resentful towards my cycle and bleeding and my emotions and all of these deliciously gorgeous pieces that make me the incredible goddess woman I am today. So I just want to I just want to share gratitude for for womanhood and for the the honor it is to be a woman in the world. For me personally, it's such an honor and I'm so thankful. And right as I'm sharing this with you, I'm looking outside my glass sliding doors and the sun is setting over the Great Divide. Oh, it's so gorgeous. It just reminds me of blood and womanhood. There's yellows and deep oranges and reds and oh, it's so yummy. Yeah, wow. Mmm. I wish you guys could see what I'm seeing. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram if you don't. I typically share my mountain views at least once daily. Maybe twice. <laughs> All right, y'all. Today's conversation is with Madeline Moon. Um, Maddie Moon, she is the host of the Mind Body Musing po- the Mind Body Musings podcast. And she's a speaker. She leads retreats. Um, she talks a lot about f- masculine and feminine, embodiment work. She's just a force of nature. This woman is incredible. Um, I found her online a few months ago and was completely just drawn to everything she has to say and share. Um, you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a bit triggering and that's why I love her even more. She's, she speaks the truth. Um, and I know from my own life that the truth doesn't always feel good and I'm okay with that. Uh, so yeah, anyway, Maddie Moon comes on today we dive into a lot. This, this episode is so rich with juicy nuggets and wisdom bombs, so I recommend listening to this one twice. Um, but some of the things we dive into, uh, we talk about emotions through and through, feeling them, emotional armor, emotional clearing. We talk about all things yummy emotions. We go into archetypes. Uh, Maddie talks a lot about embodiment using archetypes and embodiment practices for healing. And she she just describes it in a way that helped me gain a new understanding that I had never quite understood like this before. So I think you guys will like that. She talks about the key to shifting our energy. So if I want to make an energetic shift, if I want to be more open in my life, if I want to surrender more, if I want to access my softness, How do I do that? She literally hands you guys the key. 
We go into masculine and feminine, the divine masculine and the divine feminine. <clears throat> and she she breaks down the difference in a really like digestible way. And I just love how she talks about this. We go into sexual fantasies um, just, a, just a little bit, but we talk about sexual fantasies and Maddie kind of explains, for me, she helped me kind of really have an increased capacity for compassion. She helped me increase my compassion for myself for, you know, sexual fantasies that may, maybe you're judging your own sexual fantasies as like disgusting or, um, demeaning or, um, just, you know, gross or fucked up. And she, just shed some light on that. So that's coming up. Um, yeah. And then, and then we, we really dive into shadow work, what that looks like, what that is, you know, loving our disowned parts, as I like to say. And all of this ties into us kind of ending our conversation by talking about parents and the parent child wound and, um, you know, heal, forgiving our parents essentially. And, and, just we touch on that journey a little bit so ooh, it's so yummy there's just so much here you guys so get cozy grab your notebook <laughs> and enjoy this enlightening conversation with madeline moon hello 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 and welcome back you guys to the podcast i am here today with a gorgeous human being I have admired and learned from in the online space. Her name is Madeline Moon, and my heart is just jumping and singing right now. I'm, I'm so excited for this conversation. So, uh, Maddie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. <laughs> mm, thank you so much for having me here. It feels like it already feels just warm and cozy and like, yeah, it just feels like a really perfect place to be right now, and I'm excited mm. to dive deep. Oh, yes. Diving deep. That is why you are here, my sister. <laughs> For those of you that don't know Madeline Moon, you will. And um, longtime listeners know I'm a, big, I'm a big proponent of emotional mastery and having relationships with our emotions. And so that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. Um, Maddie, I would love if you could sort of introduce yourself to our listenership by just sharing a little bit of your story and kind of what got you into the work you're doing today. Hmm. Well, I am a podcast host, retreat leader, and speaker of sorts all around, um, as we were talking about earlier, um, emotions and sacred feelings. And I'm also um, a big speaker on the feminine and masculine. But even deeper than that, I love and I am obsessed with in life polarities. I just love polarities like light and dark, feminine and masculine, sun and moon, introvert and extrovert, mm -hmm. and then validating all of that. So my mission here on earth is to validate polarities in everything of life, like wanting to go out and party and wanting to stay in and cry or mm -hmm. wanting to be the assertive one in the relationship or wanting to be the one that's more submissive and being led and making everything okay. And the way you feel about everything okay, even if it's really fucking bright and beautiful or it's really dark and dangerous feeling, like making all of it 
a, a, a safe haven for you. Mm. And, and, and when I say safe, I, doesn't, I don't mean everything feels settled or it feels comfortable or it feels um, even within your boundaries sometimes. Like it's really about learning how to check in with the current moment and mm-hmm. be with what is. And mm-hmm. that's a huge struggle for me and everybody else because we're always thinking about the future or yeah. the past and really not this present moment. So that's what it is that I do. I mm-hmm. particularly help uh, women step into this feminine energy and their feminine flow and their masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both at the fluidly. Harmony. Harmony. Yeah. Yeah. So my mm-hmm. story. Um, let's see, where do I begin with this? Many people know this who, cause I've had my business now for eight years. And so I've talked about this a lot, but maybe people here are new and they don't know this. So I'll go ahead and share some of these little things. Yay. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I used to be a bodybuilder. I used to be a very all around rigid human being. I'm my, if you look at my chart as well, everything is, is masculine energy and fire. And when I was born, I just so happened to choose a family that was all fire as well. So there's four of us, four of us firelings and it's just a lot of like reactiveness, you know, from the lineage and generations beyond. It's just a lot of reactive nature. And I was also born in the South in a very traditional conservative mindset, Christian. I mean, everything is just by the book of, uh, how to have a, a moon girl reputation because my last name is moon mm-hmm. and moon girl reputation like everything and all these things that it was supposed to mean of how to be prim and proper and quiet and sweet ah. and cute and submissive in a way that's very different from the way I teach about that now as a feminine right. creature okay. this is more of like this is more of like okay one day you're gonna be 20 and then you're gonna find your man and then he's gonna put a ring on the finger and then you're gonna get married and you're gonna stay at home you have to kid, like that kind of gotcha um, Totally. The Southern Belle kind of trajectory. Like a Southern, a Southern Belle who was full of wounds and reactive nature and was a bodybuilder. Like if you could imagine all of that together. I'm imagining that was me. Like who am I? Yeah. It was my, the, the thing I turned to was, uh, obsessing over numbers. How many, like my pedometer, how many, how many, steps that I walked today, how many calories did I burn on the treadmill, how many calories have I eaten? Mm-hmm. Like numbers became my safe, my safe haven with quotation marks. Yeah. And that meant I lived in the head. Right, right. Like the very end. disconnected from, not only did I have shame around my sexuality being brought up in a religious household, not to say that's all religion, but it was in yes. fact mine. Okay. Um, there was a lot of shame around being in touch with that. I didn't even know that like touching yourself was a thing you did until I mm. graduated college. Wow. Okay. Do you yeah. feel like the, the bodybuilder, when you got into bodybuilding, do you feel that that was potentially consciously or unconsciously like a way to get some kind of control? Because you, you talk about being so rigid with numbers and your diet and your weight 100 yeah yeah okay. that's the that's the only reason why anyone does it is to have control there right. you don't do it other than that it's not have control hard. of how people see you have control of your body have control of your food it's yeah it is yeah. the epitome of control okay. so i'll go in. i'm going into that now okay so great. part of why i ended up going into the number obsession to create this feeling of safety is 
of course, because I needed some sort of instant feeling of, oh, okay, I feel like there's my dopamine. I got a hit of satisfaction from completing a number thing. But mm-hmm. also, I was creating a physical armor by lifting the weight and by losing weight. I was going as close to possible as being a stick of muscle because that meant that physically I was protected because I was so afraid of being, I, I, I felt icky about being born in a female body. Mm. There was a lot of stories and shame around it. So maybe if I look like a dude and hang out at the gym like a dude and process emotions like a dude mm-hmm. and drink protein shakes like a dude, mm. maybe I'll just be a dude. And, and I saw that as supreme because I had all these, this wounding around being a woman. Right. So because to me, women were weak, feminine, okay. it was weak, and it was pink, and it was bleh. Yeah. So uh-huh. I physically armored up, and then I emotionally armored up, mm-hmm. and it made it very hard for me to get to know me, made it very hard for anyone to get to know me, Yeah. but wow. more importantly, me and me. So that went on for a period of time, and mm. I swear to God, like, my angels, my, um, like Mary Magdalene, whoever it was that was looking after me sent me this very clear message after my second competition. Mm. And it was so, I mean, it it gives me goosebumps because it was so clear. This voice was giving me a step-by-step like path to do. It said, first, you're going to move. No, first you're going to get a dog. Wow. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go through, I'm going to go through all of it and then I'll kind of unpack what it, why it's about the feminine masculine. Okay. So get a dog, move to the mountains, quit your gym membership, like just be, walk, walk barefoot, like be on your own, uh, Mm -hmm. intuitive eat. And then after that, create a podcast. So this is all six, (laughs) this is all six years ago. And it was like these, I, it, I didn't hear a crystal clear voice, but these ideas were definitely channeled through me very okay. strongly. Gotcha. Like before I knew it, I was getting in the car. I was like, wow, I've got to adopt a dog. Wow. I've got to pick up and leave and go to the mountains. Wow. wow I don't know a single soul here. Wow. And all this happened within about three months. Okay. Uh, I, I literally like when I got the download to move, I put all my stuff outside of my apartment, quickly Googled an apartment to rent found someone to take over my apartment all within 48 hours and hit the road. Like, wow. Is gone. this when you talk about, like you said goodbye to two people and just hit it? Yeah. I heard you talk about that. In before. Austin. I've done this recently too with Boulder because I live in New York now. I, I kind of do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of do that. It's, it's, it's my Sagittarius moon. Yes. It's always wanting adventure. Yes. Okay. But so now, so we're going we're gonna to skip through all the past six years of me like yeah. learning all these lessons. I'm sure it'll come out later. But sure. now, when I look back, it's so, it's so beautiful to see how this, my feminine, my feminine heart began to soften. Mm-hmm. One, there was a desire to finally nurture something. A dog. Wow. You know, I, I got this need to nurture. Like, oh, wow. Like, no. all of a sudden, I don't want to stick into the gym and, like, do this mm. this rigid thing. Like, I need to nurture something. Oh. My, my dog brought so much joy. And then after that, feeling called to go to the mountains and be into retreat, even though I didn't know a soul, I knew I needed to just, like, go within, find mm-hmm. myself, create myself, and be in 
mother earth. So again, the feminine was like, come to me. You're, you're not, you're not feeling me. Come to me. So me and my dog picked up, went into the mountains. Yeah. And then, then the, the other stuff started to become more clear. Like if I really want to create softness within my body to create softness within my heart, because the two are linked, Mm. you cannot have softness within your energy. You cannot not have energetic softness if you have physical rigidity. Okay. And it's the same thing with opening. If your body is kind of caved in physically, uh-huh. a lot of times energetically you're very caved in. So anytime mm-hmm. you want to see an energetic shift, you want to be more open to life, start with aligning your body differently. Start yeah. with opening your chest, yeah. getting on the blocks, mm-hmm. even for even for 10 minutes, um, and that's, a, that's even a long period of time, but like five minutes, just opening your chest, lying on the block. If you want more fluidity in your life, yeah. you want to s- start feeling yourself surrender to things more, start dancing. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn how to be calm in moments of chaos, start meditating. Like wow. anytime you want any energetic or emotional shift, yes. start with your physical body. It's not the other way around. You can't say, oh, I just wish I'd be more like open to life mm-hmm. if your body is physically saying no. Right. Wow, Maddie, this feels so powerful. Yeah. In this moment, I just want to like reiterate this for the listener out there, because I get this kind of question all the time. How do I start to be more open in my life? How do I start to surrender mm. often? Um, so for those of you listening, just what a power, like how empowering of you to say, just start with the physical. That's yeah. so simple. And, and um, it feels like something anyone can do. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I just want to highlight 100%. for the listener. Yeah. If, if people take away anything from this, it is to mm-hmm. stop trying to change your nervous system through thinking it through. Because your nervous system has its own pathways right now. For example, it might say, if I get criticized, then, you know, then let fill in the blank. My worthiness is very low. Like if I get criticized, then mm-hmm. I have low worth because mommy and daddy used to criticize me and they also rejected me. You know, all the reasons why. This is the story or belief maybe. That whatever your story is from childhood. Yep. Um, and when that thing happens, you get criticized, maybe even from your barista at Starbucks, your nervous system has been trained to say, reject, close off, leave, go home, be alone. Like we can't trust anyone. It's a physical, mm-hmm. it's a physical embodiment. Right. Your, but your body is saying no. And so it's almost like, you know, parts of your brain are lighting up saying there's danger, get away. Wow. So you can't just sit and think about how there are problems and then change them. Because again, that's in the brain. Right. If you want to get into real change, mm-hmm. you need to start with the nervous system, which means the body. Yeah. Awesome. Like the body actually learns how to make things okay again by you moving it through or, or or opening or like dancing. Um, there's tons of different practices I've learned in the last several years. So it goes much more beyond that. Yeah. Osho dynamics or pleasure practices or, um, reenactments of, of situations in your life that have traumatized you and doing it in a safe way. Yeah. Lots of ways you can uh-huh. use this physical vessel to heal yeah. these things. Mm. It just, it doesn't happen in the brain. Right. You can't think and logic your way through changing no. your physiology and your nervous systems. Like, yeah. 
oh, that is so fucking good. Cause that's what everyone wants to do, right? <laughs> I got this, I yeah. can compartmentalize and here, and this is connected to my mom. And so there we go, I'm gonna, you know. And I, why, why don't I get, why don't I, and that's why for so many people, I, like therapy is awesome. I think, I think the therapy of anything is very helpful mm-hmm. to some extent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go to therapy and they don't see the actual changes in their life. And typically it's because they're not doing the work in their body. Mm-hmm. They're not sending that instant shoot of, mm-hmm. oh, through their spine. Yes. And you need that for actual change. Mm-hmm. I mean, in one instant, you can actually heal 20 years of living the same pattern just by teaching your body that that thing is safe. Yeah. Yes. So for you, Maddie, because I know you work with one-on-one clients, do you find it really powerful and helpful and transformative to actually like walk through this with clients in a session and take them into their experiences and help them embody those things right there with you? Uh, Or do you tend to, like with your work with people, do you hold this container for them and help them embody? Or is this more something with your clients, you would have them like, you would talk with them during the session and then go have them practice mm. these embodying things in their own daily life when it comes up? It's both. Okay. Uh, what I've recently started doing that I've been enjoying is for all my one-on-one clients in our sessions, there is always an embodiment practice. Okay. So pretty much in every session, they're learning a new embodiment practice. I will create custom playlists for them mm. and I'll lead them through. Maybe it's a pleasure practice, a dance practice, or a breathing practice, yeah. a shaking practice. Um, archetypes is one of my favorite things mm. going into like yeah. teaching, teaching my clients how to go into different like Cleopatra energy and then maybe going to little, like librarian energy and yeah. then going into Oracle energy or even animals or um, becoming an ocean and then becoming like a sunflower. So different like mm-hmm. nature, you can use archetypes to access different parts of yourself and that does the healing too. So sometimes, like let's say someone wants to heal some sort of childhood wound that, um, uh, okay, so this is going a little bit into more of like the sexual realm, which I'm sure you are all about. Yes. So I've seen this happen with a few, um, few of my own clients and their stories, but let's say that punishment was a thing brought into their life as a child, but it didn't feel like their parents heart was connected you know like they punished them because they were actually mad and it wasn't a safe thing like I don't think punishment works actually let's just make that very clear but for a lot of for a lot of kids who were spanked maybe as an adult they have some sort of interesting relationship with that kind of flavor of sexuality and it's almost as if they want to be um dominated spanked or even quote abused in a sexual way um and they don't know how to make that a pure container. Like they don't know how they want it, but they don't know how to make it safe because all they've ever known in their past is that not being safe. Mm. And so doing archetype work, like Mm -hmm. going into that energy of being some sort of like sub in a container that's safe and guided, uh, that can heal that nervous system uh, pathway so that the next time they are with a lover and they want some of that flavor, mm-hmm. they know how to do it in a way that actually feels healing rather than more oppressive or painful or like wounding. Yes. yes. Okay. Gosh, I have so many questions, but I'm, I'm curious now because we're talking about this. Um, 
do you think, so let's just go with that example you shared for this person. Do you think there's something happening there? So let's say I was spanked as a child and now is I, I want to be spanked in the bedroom and like bring that into my sexuality. Do you think there's a part of me, maybe unconsciously even, that wants to associate that? So the spanking that used to only be associated with pain. Now, if I bring it into the bedroom, it could be associated with pleasure. Do you think that has something to do with it? Like wanting to reassociate things that were once connected to pain with pleasure. Totally. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Wow. And I think, I think a lot of people don't know that. You know, they just know, they just know, like, I want it. And I also don't want it. Like I want it, but every time I get it, I kind of cry and then want to curl up in a ball. But I also, it's a, it's a tainted murky relationship, whereas it could actually be clean, contained mm -hmm. and healing. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it takes a conscious, takes a very conscious uh, partner to do this with. So, yes. and, and I don't, I don't do that in my one-on-one -on -one sessions. This is actually some, this is just a flavor of what is possible with embodiment right. work. I do more of the archetypal, like um, things that can be done via online coaching so that, and right. even like teaching this and then taking it into your partnership you know there are some coaches out there who will actually do that totally. and guide you through that and be that for you yeah um, I'm just do that right now totally uh -huh. yeah it's it's incredible <sighs> then your body when you have that safe container and let's say you do that as a practice mm. your body the nervous system then gets it and then the 15 years that you experienced maybe with your parents who didn't do that in a way that felt very heart connected and actually felt very damaging, that can be healed mm. through that practice. Wow. Yeah. So beautiful to it. I think partnership particularly can be such a beautiful avenue to rewrite and heal some of these associations we've created from childhood mm. with our parents who we're likely less resourced than our partner today in 2019. Most likely if you're on the growth path and you're seeking a partner in that realm. Um, yeah, I just, I, I love that you're speaking to this. This is something I talk about a lot. And um, now not to say that you can't do a lot of these, heal a lot of these experiences on your own. Um, that's also very possible. Um, I'm curious, Maddie, in this moment, do you, play with or work with like inner child work at all and going back and like um, comforting and, and um, speaking to our inner child. Do you do any of that kind of work? I did a lot of that last year. Okay. I haven't been doing so much of that this year. And my, like uh, my, my focus really is around shadow. Okay. I mean, that's my power. I mean, even though like, this is all so related, like the shadow yeah. and emotions and feminine masculine. Yeah. Uh, it's all so related, but I, I help people go into the feminine and masculine and their emotions via the shadow. It's my favorite, mm -hmm. but I did used to do a lot of inner child and I love to receive inner child uh, yeah. work. I love, I have this one human being in my life that I adore who lives in Boulder mm -hmm. and she'll do long distance Reiki with me. And she does <sighs> like these beautiful inner child meditations where she takes me as a as a child into my heart and my heart is a wall-to-wall -wall crystals oh, and we're sitting by yeah, a fire it's like the most amazing thing so whenever I want to mm. visit my inner child she's like in my heart in this amethyst crystal cave 
by fire just like waiting for me like it makes me want to cry she's so, she's so cute oh. I know it's yummy so yummy. oh I love that I yeah now your amethyst crystal heart cave I know oh. if you ever want a session with her just let me know and I can yeah I'm like she's I'm instantly my mind's like I wonder who that is and I want to know her. <laughs> yeah, you probably, you, she's an artist. She lives in Boulder. You might know her, you might not. Not Amelia, is it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of my artist sisters in Boulder. <laughs> oh, Amelia. I love that name. Um, yeah, so my, my, my main, um, my main path right now in, in regards to helping people step into motions is by accessing the rooms within the castle that is them it's the best metaphor that i that i know yeah. um like you are you are a mansion and throughout your life when when the main mansion door opened people visitors started coming through and saying lock that door up lock that door up lock that door up lock that one up that's ugly blah blah yes. before you know it you have like five doors out of out of a mansion that has 1,000 doors. Yes. And so my desire is to help people unlock those doors one by one. Mm. And a lot of times it requires going into energies you wouldn't dare touch, you know, like, yeah. like go, even going back to the spanking example, like being someone who's willing to be spanked or um, being the sacred slut and a, like a, having, or even not, not even the sacred slut, just the slut. Like going into that energy. Yes. Yes. I love like that. The 15 year old. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a, like, there's a reason anything you judge, this is how you know what a shadow is. Anytime you see someone else do something and you scoff, mm -hmm. that's your shadow. Right. That's something that you're not embracing in your own life. And it is probably popping up and in really inconvenient murky ways in your life. And it hasn't been integrated into you. Yes. So the deepest work is done whenever you actually embody those for a, in a contained practice. Right. right. And then do the nervous system thing. The nervous system learns, oh, it's okay to be a slut. And then boom, all of a sudden you're having the best sex with your partner because you've unlocked this, this part of you that before you were repressing out of shame and fear and all these things. Right. And then even furthermore, you're, you're maybe seeing these other women embodying their slut and you're like, hell yeah. And you're just... You're loving it and you're nourishing it because you love it and nourish it within yourself. That's what I'm hearing you say. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. For the listener, I just want to reiterate, there's so much there. Um, but something, because I get asked about this a lot, like, so first of all, what is shadow? You just answered that brilliantly, Maddie. Anything you kind of scoff at, at someone else, oh, why are they doing that? Or, or you know, cast a little bit of um, maybe negative judgment. That is what I like to say is like a disowned part of yourself or a part of yourself you have not yet embraced and loved. Um, wow. He really, thank you for describing it like that. It just makes it so simple. Um, there's, there's one other way to describe it. My friend, Ryan, you me, who also has a podcast. He's a wonderful teacher on the shadow. He talks about it as if it's a beach ball, an inflated beach ball. Mm -hmm. that you try to shove underneath the water in the pool. Yeah. What is it going to do? It's always going to come right back up, splash mm -hmm. a whole bunch of water in your face like those are the parts of us that we have turned away. And we have thousands really. Yeah. Like, I was working with one of my, um, one of my uh, trustable masculine figures in my life, basically the man that shows up for me the most, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he was giving me a session yesterday and 
he was telling me right now the shadow I have in my life that is like really disowned is the jealous bitch Mm. and like he led me through just he just said I want you to I want you to just call out all those people you're jealous of and their success and I was so like at first I was so aware of my body as a as the shield like an armor it was like fighting that and then I was like oh this is this is juicy this I didn't realize like how much how hard it is for me not to be the nice girl because I'm always a nice girl that's like oh I wish her well with for her success oh I wish her well she earned it you know Uh and and this time I was like fuck that bitch Oh, it felt, I was, of course, afterwards, I was mm. lit up. I was radiant because yeah. you know what? Something was cleared. That's what yeah. shadow work does. It's not that we go into this and we change who we are. It's right. that now, if we look at like my body as a tank and it's filled with all the different ingredients, you know, sugar, spice, everything nice. And then just, yes. but yep. like it's <laughs> all this stuff. And like, let's say my jealousy is like this black cloud that's taking up, like, uh, you know, 50%, like that kind of stuff can take up a big amount of space. Mm. So that when, I, when I touch it fully, as my teacher, John Wineland says, when you touch it fully, it dissolves. So when I touch my jealous, raving, upset, mm. crybaby bitch, yeah. it dissolved because it was no longer this, this shadow wow. following me around yes that's the power of shadow work is that then I'm like then I'm like actually I because I've owned that I've cleared it I can wish you well and it's more it's more off I don't like that word it's now more like genuine genuine and heart-centered clear it's just clear yes wow yeah Mm. I my brain's going a million directions, but you just said the word clearing. So I have to go here because I'm totally obsessed with this right now. Um, you know, a, a bit of my journey has been like getting into this work a few years ago after uh, the loss of my mom, my mom died and, and suddenly, and it was very emotional and I had just moved to Colorado. So I didn't have like a less than a year ago. So I didn't have a very solid foundation here. And it was just this total journey with my emotions. Um, but so back then I was more, I was getting the message personally more that it's about breaking everything down and understanding and going in and, and, and sort of this really heavy complex process, um, in order to kind of clear something. And now recently I've been getting these messages of like, we are being called to actually just clear things and it and we don't need two-sided closure all the time anymore um so I'm, I'm getting that we're moving out of this phase we're like i need you to sit down with me and share impact so that i can close this we're, we're being called to like clear and close things within ourselves um so i'm just curious what your thoughts are on this uh because you mentioned clearing um, kind of like feeling something and being able to move through it without having to understand and explain it and break it down and connect it to something. What do you think about that? Mm. I'll speak first as, as me, like yes. personally, what I, I just at this point know that I'll never understand the things I want to understand. Like I, I know that I know that I understand. Yes. I understand if that's how the world worked, you know, 
all of us coaches would not have jobs. Therapists would not have jobs. We'd all know. We'd all be able to get exactly what it is we want and we'd be able to move on with our life. Like, but it's, especially for the feminine, mm-hmm. this is something that's, the, the feminine always wants more. Mm-hmm. Period. It's more love generally, always wants more love. Like, this is really funny. This was something John Wineland was talking about recently and my other teacher, Kendra Kunov, but the feminine, every feminine essence, every every feminine being has a bottomless pit of something bottomless pit like needing more attention needing more love needing more understanding needing more of this like we just want more 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 and the masculine is the complete opposite the masculine is is all about endings uh tying things up mm. uh, nothingness being free of burden like yeah. for the masculine energy the biggest dream is to have no responsibilities and be dropped in the desert just like mm. no voices no chatter just nothing that doesn't mean they don't love. That doesn't mean the, the masculine isn't all about connection, but the masculine energy in itself just wants to be left alone. And the feminine wants all the things all the time because mm-hmm. she is energy. That's exactly what she is. Okay. And yeah. so tying this into, let's take the feminine energy and then put it into a female body because yeah. they are separate. They're different. Right. But let's take a, oh, let's take a woman who has primarily feminine energy, who's feeling all the things as an, as an emotional being, as a feminine being, plus adding in the fact that the feminine is, since it is energy, it's also chaos. Yeah. Like the feminine, the feminine literally just is everything. So it literally is chaos. Mm -hmm. And the feminine loves to complicate things because Mm complication is the same as chaos. It's this and it's that it's there and it's here. Yes. So knowing that (laughs) I understand that we will never be satisfied with whatever answers we get. We are never going to be satisfied with that. There's always a but or mm-hmm. an and. Totally. I feel this. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, mm-hmm. and, you know, well, I'm kind of an extrovert. So it makes sense that I love going out with people. Maybe I should go out tonight, but I'm really an introvert. And I went out Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and I should stay home. But that guy invited me out. Maybe he, but he probably doesn't like me because I think I saw him text that girl the other day <laughs> on Instagram. But, you know, maybe they're a sister brother. I don't know. Like, he did look at me that fine, but he was wearing sunglasses. So I didn't really see that. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we just go on it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If we want to clear something, mm. we need to feel it. And feel it fully. Going back to that, mm-hmm. that one little nugget, when you touch something fully, it dissolves. Yes. We need to touch it fully. Maybe that's in the presence of your coach or your therapist or a group or by yourself. But when you touch the emotion behind it, mm-hmm. that's when the healing is done. Not understanding it. In mm-hmm. fact, I think understanding something is how we prolong touching it fully because mm-hmm. we're trying to rationalize the unrationalized we're trying to make sense of things that cannot have sense yeah. yeah wow feelings yeah. which don't have sense in logic we're trying to apply a logic game plan to and it doesn't work huh it doesn't work. And if it does for someone, then I'm really happy for them. Yeah, but at yeah. some point I feel like it might not work. And then you're really just going to want to take out your brain, mm. sit on your mat, turn on a song. Like this is how simple it can be. Find a song that touches, touches that thing fully. 
I have several songs. I have a playlist called Cry, and those songs help me access emotions um, really easily. And sometimes it changes, and you just pick a different song. But I'll put out a mat, and I'll just hold my heart, and I'll feel into whatever it is that's causing me jealousy, pain, mm-hmm. anger, heartbreak. And I will, cr- I will wail. I will cry. I will wail. Maybe I'll go into a temper tantrum if that's needed, mm-hmm. but I'll feel it fully. And then when I'm done, I don't quickly just get up and rush off to the next thing, lie on my back and let it just kind of melt mm-hmm. from my front body into my back body into the earth, give it back to mama earth and then get up. Mm-hmm. That's clearing. <sighs> yeah. Wow. And, and hopefully doing it with your shoulders back. Mm. and your heart exposed i would rather someone clear crying uh with their chest open and on their back yeah. than even though there are certain ways that um doing child pose like you can do child pose and give your grief to the earth by crying okay. and sure. then get like literally you're giving the grief to her yeah. um i think that's a i think that's later though i think the best is actually being fully seen and exposed in your tears open. That's what I'm yeah hearing yeah Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, there's so much goodness there. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, just, just feeling the feels <laughs> is kind of what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. um, which to me personally feels really empowering. Um, now I want to ask you about something specific because I I work with people on this and get asked about this almost every day because I mainly do relationships. And um, one of the most challenging relationships, according to my people and the people I speak to is uh, the parent-child relationship. So healing relationships with like our parents. Um, And so I want to kind of ask you about what I just asked you about in this specific context, because I talked to so many about this. I don't know what your experience is. I'm curious, but this one seems harder for a lot of people, a lot harder. And it, um, for a lot of like my clients and even people I just speak to people in my community, it's like the exception, um, for healing relational wounds. So I just want to hear from your perspective, Maddie, um, is this something that can be used as clearing energy, even with wounds, resentments, um, stories about towards our parents so so everything pretty much um (laughs) this is a bold statement but everything that you're gonna the example i just gave about pulling up the mat and crying and touching it fully everything pretty much is gonna go back to your childhood okay even if you pull out that mat and you touch the pain and the heartache of your partner leaving you, that is probably touching something about not receiving unconditional love as a child. It's deeper than just your partner leaving. It's, It's like underneath that, it's like something. And then even underneath that though, of the parent leaving, or even if they didn't leave, there might be a feeling of abandonment because they fed you two hours later than what you needed. Right, uh huh. Underneath that is, some sort of desire for the divine never to leave you Mm. it's all related it's all relational um it's so so any embodiment work you're doing 
you're clearing that too. Mm-hmm. And here's what I will say about healing parent-child relationships. Don't heal parent-child relationships with your parents first. I think that going to going to therapy and and such and going to intensives with your family is really really great yeah um and very helpful I have a friend who just went through that process and I think it was really interesting for her and really helpful and everyone has to be a judge for this first for their themselves because everyone's story is different but sometimes when you're in a very vulnerable state basically a little seedling being first planted into the soil mm-hmm. you need to have a little gate that's around your seedling that says hey everybody don't step on this it's it's young it's it's needs to grow then eventually this tree begins to bloom and it grow and then it gets bigger and bigger and eventually you don't need the gate because it's got a trunk and it's sturdy too many times people are the little seedling and they're immediately trying to jump into getting their parents to see them differently Mm. they're trying they're skipping over them seeing themselves the way they want to see them and they bypass over to their parents and say Mm. look I'm going to give an example about like Christianity because I see this often but look I'm not a Christian anymore and I believe in crystals and Buddha and this and that accept me accept me accept me love the way I am what you're really saying is you are not accepting yourself because Mm. you're afraid and you're going to put it on them to accept you in order for you to accept yourself. Wow. Yes. Instead, mm. you do the work of shadow and emotions and embodiment. You become that sturdy trunk who says, I don't need anybody, especially my parents' approval to be me, though I would love it. Mm. I think most of us, we would love that. Yeah. But I don't need it in order to validate myself. Don't skip over that part because you're actually going to take you and your parents further and further and further if you're putting expectations on them that maybe they don't have the tools to meet. Because my, my, my parents, they, they love me and they do accept me, but it was, it was really hard for them to accept that I'm not Christian, even today. Like, it's very yeah. hard for them to accept that. Totally. But I'm so now in trunk mode that... I, I, I receive, I feel pain whenever they feel pain about Mm it. I, I cry. I do my embodiment practice. I feel, I feel it and touch it deeply. Even today, I still feel it and touch it deeply. Doesn't mean that the pain goes away. Mm. And I love who I am. And I believe in what I stand for. And I love my parents unconditionally. Yeah even if they do not accept my spiritual beliefs Mm. and that's just what seems to work and so I I I invite people to look at what it is that they're really wanting from their parents and get honest with themselves about whether or not they're giving that to themselves yeah the word coming up for me right now is sovereignty as you say that um which, yeah, I mean, it just makes so much sense. I, I often teach this in terms of partnership. Um, I'm curious if you, like, what you're feeling on is this statement, but my feeling is that anything I'm experiencing outside of me is a reflection of 
my insides. So if I'm looking at my partner and saying, I can't trust you, I can't trust you. Really, I can't trust myself to make decisions that are in my mm. truest integrity and in alignment with my, my soul. Um, I'm just noticing almost the same thing with the parent-child, you know, healing that relationship. Yeah. I'm hearing you kind of reflect like, I am such in deep acceptance and love with myself that sure, parent, you might disapprove. You might have a comment to say, you might not understand. And yet I can still love you. I can still feel the pain of your disapproval, but I don't need you to be different. I am sovereign mm -hmm. myself. And I don't, like, it's like, I don't need you to approve of me for me to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and that takes a certain period of time where you might have to go do inner mother, inner father, inner child work, mm -hmm. meaning for a year, you might have to actually parent, reparent yourself. Yeah. And that means instead of, you know, instead of having mom and dad be a filter through which you live your life subconsciously, Yes. this might not ring true to some people. This, this was definitely real for me until like last year. I okay. mean, I had a lot that I went through last year around family stuff, mm -hmm. very deep stuff. It was a, it was a, like six months of no communication or contact with my parents. And I'm not recommending that to everyone. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of pain that was felt during that time and it was excruciating. Mm. It was the darkest period probably because I, I, it felt like I had limbs cut off because I felt like I was losing love. Yes. Um, I wasn't, but it was, it was just, it was during that period. I, I learned how to become my own father and, and father myself in the way I needed with my boundaries and masculine and protection and, yeah. and love in that way. Not that my dad ever didn't do that. Right. But we're a bottomless pit and I needed yeah. more. more. I needed more. <laughs> I needed more fatherly, like certain things, certain fill in the gaps things that I didn't feel like I received. I needed more. And it doesn't make mm -hmm. him wrong for not knowing or not giving me those things because he has his own like lineage. My dad was raised in a way that he he was three three times better than that probably yes. and what he gave me and his love and his mm -hmm. protection and and my mother there was some there were some gaps there too and so I needed to take time instead of saying why didn't you do this mom why didn't you do this I needed instead of asking her to change which is ridiculous right, right. we cannot get we cannot get our parents to change they can get themselves to change mm -hmm. we cannot I, I really don't think that um, if they are not open to it and asking for it, right. we're not going to be the deliverers of that message because we have too much ego infused in it. It's a lot of self gain. A lot I mean, of times when we ask parents to do meditation and yoga and drink sweet right? with me and yeah. <laughs> read all my books. Cause it, it's a lot of it is very ego based. Like we get something out of it. Like we get yeah. something out of it. Like, you know, and it yeah. needs to be a very pure, clear vessel for order in order for them to feel that change as well right so my this lo this long thing here is all about you do your work you do your work to accept mm -hmm. and embrace and embody the parts of you that you're probably holding off to embrace waiting for your parents to first do it you do it first and then show up as the thing it is that you wanted from them mm. Holy if you wanted more emotional safety, you give that 110% to them. Mm, yeah. If you wanted to be heard more and didn't want to be cut off when you're talking, you do that to them 110%. Mm. You give the thing 
Wow. In, in, in service of love without to them without expecting it to be a magic wand to get them to change. And mm. you just show up as that love. Mm. That is. And, and then you see, see after that, you do right. that fully do those two things. Um, do not be surprised if regardless of whether or not they change, you feel a lot more whole, a lot mm. more at peace with that relationship. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Mm. It just feels so freeing and empowering mm. um, for those who maybe feel stuck and like, oh, but my parents won't read my books and use my emotional language to talk to me. And <laughs> yeah, it's just very freeing because, yeah, the way I always think of it, my grandparents are kind of like my parents. Um, they really helped raise me and they're the, my, both my parents are deceased. And so I, I look mm. at them and they're in their eighties. It's like, they're not going to freaking do things my way. Like, yeah. you know, so can I just love them eating their GMO food and watching the news and asking me when I'm going to get a real job? Can I just love them there? And the answer is, mm. oh my God, I love them yeah. so much. And I think really I was able to love them more when I stopped asking them to change. And just, oh, yes. Oh, you're totally. this? cool. I can actually love you here. It's such a, it's such a relief when you realize that, like you can, <laughs> I remember that moment from my dad when I stopped trying to change him and I was like, Oh, Oh, well, this, this is kind of nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do this anymore. This is thing. <laughs> yeah. It, and then you're like, this is, this is the, this is who I will love then. And yeah. I'll also love the deeper consciousness that is within you. Because yes. within every human being is consciousness and the divine. And God. sometimes if you struggle to love all that they are and their quirks and their, their dislikes and all this and that, love the divine within them. It's a hack to get to love them. Mm. Yeah. Oh, just yes. <laughs> Drop the mark. <laughs> okay, Maddie. So I'm noticing the time and I, it's just, that's been so juicy. We've been jamming. I haven't even referenced any of the things I really wanted to ask you. So I just want to check in with you. I have like one to two more I would love to ask, but I also want to honor your time. So oh, let's see. What time is it? It uh. is your time. It's going to be one. Oh, yes. I have another call. Great. Okay. That's why I'm checking in. That's okay. I had you on full, so I wasn't, I couldn't even see. Oh, perfect. Great. Well, then we will round up here and I might have to get you back another time to dive into some, some other things I'm really curious about. Um, but wow, this has just flowed and been so yummy. Um, as we got, I just, yeah, that's amazing. I literally, there's so many things I wanted to ask and you just, everything you said led me to something different. So it happens. Yeah. Back on. Yes. Thank you so much for just being here and sharing your truth. Um, so rawly, uncensored, beautifully, and, and with care, I can feel your care and, and the way you share. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, as we close out here, I would, I'm sure everyone else is obsessed with you like I am now. And so uh, I would love for you just to tell people where to find you, what you've got going on. You guys, her podcast is everything. You're going to fall in love. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm going to turn it over to you to just kind of let people know where they can follow you. Yeah. And in the world. Thank you. So my podcast is Mind Body Musings. That's on my website, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, website is maddiemoon.com and that's Maddie with two D's and a Y. Mm-hmm. I am very active on Instagram, Madeline Moon, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N Moon. Post like every day and do Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. When it comes to things coming up, 
I have a weekend retreat that I am co-leading with uh, an actor, director, vocal coach. His name is Jamie Woolrap. He's the man I was telling about earlier who uh, was doing the jealousy work with me. Okay. He's incredible. And we are co-leading the retreat. It's called the embodied archetype, giving a voice to the hidden shadow. So we're going to be doing archetypal work with Mm. actual characters, storytelling, um, moving it through the body. And we're handpicking for each person, which character they're taking on, which shadow. Mm. So we have someone who's really struggling to embrace a certain aspect of their life, like standing up to the patriarchy, we might give them Joan of Arc. Uh, And so for the whole weekend, they become that character. They Mm -hmm. truly step into it. So that is November 15th to 17th. We have, I think, about six more spots left. Mm. And anyone can apply to that, maddiemoon.com. That's in Brooklyn, slash events. That's in New York City, but yeah. It was in Brooklyn first, and now it's in a really awesome spot in, in New York, in the East Village. Yeah. And... I also, as I, as I said, I do coaching, but I also have a program called the Feminine Spirit School, which mm-hmm. is going to start first, first official week of January. Yay! And it's already open for enrollment because I don't do great with like having only like 10 days for the card to be open. So the card's open. You can sign yeah. up whenever. Um, but we, have, we officially start the eight weeks together, January 6th. Oh, that's um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a really really solid program for anyone that wants to go through feminine, masculine, sexuality, inner child, mm. healing, ancestral lineage, uh, meditations galore, guest teacher. It's just a really solid program for understanding yeah. consciousness and energy and going into your feminine flow and embodiment. So many practices and shadow. We have a whole week on shadow. Yeah. So. That's on my site too. Yes, all the things. That's on your site. And if I remember correctly, once you do that, you can read like you can retake it every time it's launched. It's you have access forever. It never you always have access. Yeah, but once once we do, there are two live calls throughout the course. So if you've done it before, you can be in the live calls every time. Yeah, and then yeah, the Facebook group. Yeah, yummy. Yummy. Yeah, so yummy. I definitely have my eye on that. I'm like. "Mm." feeling into that sounds just join us we'd so love to have amazing. you i think i will so yay. oh yay maddie thank you so much it is such an honor to have your voice mm. here speaking the goddamn truth woman i <laughs> mm. i just appreciate you and i'm always loving you from the mountaintop over here um mm. from afar and and yeah just really appreciate your voice and your energy in the world so thank you for being exactly who you are Mm, thank you for those super luscious, indulgent, juicy, yummy words. Mm. I'm going to soak in those all day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's such an honor to be here. You have such a beautiful energy and bubbly and bright and kind mm. and soft all at the same time. So thank you for the work that you do in the world and yeah. helping people heal their relationships with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, sister. It has been an honor. Mmm. Oh, yeah. (sighs) This has been one absolutely loaded, delicious, insightful conversation with Madeline Moon. Um, Yeah, I'd love to know what you guys thought of that. Were there any ahas? Were there any moments of activation? 
I have space for all of it. So as always, reach out and let me know what you thought. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with a growth invitation this week. That is my new word for action step or homework. <laughs> it's my my Nikki style word. <clears throat> and so your growth invitation this week is this. Is to drop in with yourself and identify a part of yourself that you have disowned. Okay, Maddie kind of talked about her own experience with the jealous bitch. Um... I can tap into my own life right now. Um, One of my disowned parts that I am reclaiming and embodying right now is the carefree party animal. So I want you to check in with yourself and your own life and identify a part of yourself that you have disowned. If you are struggling to identify a part of yourself that you have disowned. You can kind of use what Maddie shared, and that is if you ever find yourself sort of scoffing at someone and what they're saying or how they're acting or what they're doing, it's likely that what you are scoffing at is your shadow side, your disowned parts. So maybe you can use that as a guide to help. When you figure out what your disowned shadow is that you want to reclaim, Reach out to me. Let me know. I want to hear from you guys. You can send me a personal message on Instagram at Relationship Badass. You can share in my private Facebook group, Relationship Badass Tribe. You can send me an email, relationshipbadass at gmail.com. Or if you're feeling brave, take a screenshot, post this on your Instagram story, and type, I am reclaiming my fill in the blank. Yeah. All right, y'all. Mm, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you have been served by this episode. I'm so excited to meet so many of you at my upcoming live event. I love you. I thank you for your listenership. And I honor you for your commitment to your own growth. Mm. I hope you have the most beautiful, delicious day, afternoon, evening, and I will catch you in the next episode.